Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Jesus, push for just a few more seconds right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you'll open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter 14. We start at verse 21. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Verse 22. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground. Everybody say dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Now I'd like and on their left to jump to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 14 and verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Everybody say the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come. Everybody say, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Every Bible laid down and every hand lifted up. Let's pray that God have his way in this house right now. Come on, lift up your voices right now. He's not done with us yet. God's got something for each and every one of us tonight. Come on, just say, God, have your way in this place. Lift up your voices right now unto the Lord. I wonder if we could just clap our hands unto the Lord. But let's not just clap our hands. Let's see what the psalmist says. And lift up a shout with our voices. And not just any shout, but a shout of triumph. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, have your way. Have your way, oh Father, in this house tonight. Amen. You may be seated. Just promise you're not going to stay there tonight. Hallelujah. 
I know that without a doubt that God has gathered us tonight in this place for a very specific reason. Amen. I mean, no, we're not here for just any old haphazard accident, but you may have come into this building on your own doing, but I believe that God has guided each and every one of us for something special in this service tonight, amen? I mean, know that every service is an opportunity that God can move in the miraculous, amen? Our God is not an accidentally God. Things don't just happen on accident when it comes to the things of God. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but you are not an accident. Your existence is not an accident. You being here tonight is not a mistake. There is a reason that God has you in this place, in this day, and in this time. There is a reason that you're here and you're in this season that you're dealing with. There is a reason that the season you've been in has been rough and it's been tough it has beaten you it has tried you some of you may have come into this building tonight tired beaten and broken but I want you to know it is for a reason some of you may feel like you're at the end of your rope but I come to tell you nothing goes through the hands of God that he has not already seen you are not here by an accident you're not going through what you're going through by an accident God has a purpose for you and he has a plan for you amen I've come with a God-given reminder that you are here for a purpose. How many know that we have a purpose? If you know that you have a purpose, why don't you just lift up your hands and lift up your voices and thank him for that God-given purpose. God, I know I'm not here by an accident. God, I know I'm here for a reason that you have ordained me for a place. Come on, lift your voices right now. Whatever it is you're going through, it's not by accident. God's got a purpose he's got his hands on you he's got his fingers on you his hand is on your life tonight hallelujah hallelujah I once saw this demonstration on value and I think I'm, I'm going to try to attempt the same thing does anybody want to receive $20 anybody wants, Maria can I have you come up she was the first one that lifted up her hand. How many love Maria? Isn't she awesome? Can you give a hand clap for Maria? Okay. I'm not going to give it to you yet. But you want this $20, right? Okay. You still want the 20 Okay, what if I do that? You still want it? What if I throw it over there? You still want it? What if I stomp on it? What if I just put a little tear in it? The reason she still wants this, you can have it, is because no matter what it went through, it still has its value. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what season you're in, no matter how beaten you've been, how torn you've been, how twisted, how bent, no matter what you've gone through, you still have your value. It doesn't matter what the enemy tells you. It doesn't matter where you've been thrown. It doesn't matter what season you're in. You still have a value.
Just because you've gone through a few things, just because you're facing destruction right now, doesn't mean your story is over. There is a reason that you're going through your storm. There is a reason that you're going through your season. And there is a reason that you are here tonight. It's because God wants you to know that some of you are about to start stepping in to some new territory tonight. I believe that God has us in this place, not just haphazardly. I hate coming into a Sunday night thinking it's just another Sunday night service it's not I'm standing before God Almighty I get to talk and commune with God Almighty and this service is not just another service but I believe that God wants us to know that this is a time where you're about to step from one season into another you're about to step in from one place into another you're about to step out of abuse and go into a place of victory it can't just be another haphazard good service maybe I'm just talking to myself maybe someone isn't just dealing with something but I can tell to myself, I'm stepping from this season of abuse, from torment, and I'm about to step into something greater. I wonder if there's anyone else that can agree with me. I'm about to step out, and I'm about to step into something. I'm about to step out of what God is wanting us to be. God is calling someone out here tonight to step out of the ordinary, to step out of the routine of Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, feeling just the status quo. No, God Almighty would have you know in this place tonight that some of you are about to step out of normality and step out into the supernatural. Some of you are going to step up. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself. I wish somebody would help me in this place. But that God is ordaining you not just for this natural world not just for the natural sickness that you're dealing with but you're about to step out of it and do something new I believe that some of us are about to have a blind Bartimaeus moment everybody say a blind Bartimaeus moment Mark chapter 10 And verse 46 says, And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Now, could you imagine? Mark, writing this, writes, that's his name, blind Bartimaeus. Could you imagine being known by what's afflicting you? That's just dumb Dave over there. He, he struggles with that. Could you imagine being known by that? How embarrassing. Anyway, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Shut up, blind Bartimaeus. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Do you think he was quiet? He already started to cry out loud. And then when he realized that the crowd was a little louder than he expected and they tried to shut him up, what did he do? It said he cried even louder to get a hold of Jesus. I've come to remind somebody, sometimes you just need to get a little louder to get a hold of God. Sometimes you need to try just a little more to get a hold of Jesus. Somebody, sometimes you need to just take that one extra step to reach your Lord. 
Maybe what we need to have is an understanding of this. Blind Bartimaeus was sitting there begging and blind in the worst season of his life. And when he begins to holler for the one who can change his situation and the crowd drives him out, some of us would stop there and say, it's no longer my season, it's my domain. Some of you have got so used to your season that you've put up camp in your season. But we live in Indiana and we know seasons change. Some of you are putting fortresses and strongholds where God wanted you to put a tent. Because he wanted you to understand that this is not where your story ends. It's time for you to get ready for a move. It's time for you to get ready for the next step. Some of you need to pick up your tent and realize this is not where the end is. I am ready to step out into new territory. I've come with a reminder to the people of God. Pray a little louder. Praise a little louder. Cry out a little louder because maybe just with that little bit of extra effort, you will get the miracle that you've been seeking. Maybe you will get the shifting that you've been looking for. It just takes a little bit of effort. And look what happens when blind Bartimaeus tries just a little bit more. It says in verse 51, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? What do you want? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Notice this. He did not say, God, give me money. I'm out here begging. God, give me a place to stay. I'm sat out on the highway. He said, God, just give me my sight. Give me my vision. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Because your what? Your faith hath made thee whole. Your faith have made the whole, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Notice this, that when you put in just a little bit of extra effort, not only will he heal you, but he will restore you and make you whole. Whatever it is that this season has been afflicting you with, whatever it is that this storm has tormented you with, whatever it is that the enemy has put on you, not only will God lift that off of you, but every bit of anxiety that came along with it, every bit of fear that came along with it, every bit of mental abuse that came along with it, God is going to take that from you and make you whole. It was his faith that made him whole. Just know that at a moment, Jesus can change your situation. He can change everything. Has he changed somebody's life before? Has he changed your situation before? Somebody tell your neighbor, hold on. 
tell your other neighbor your healing is on its way your miracle is on its way your deliverance is on its way your strength is coming your peace is on its way your mercy is on its way just hold on because this too shall pass you might be sitting on the highway begging but no it will pass Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord right now and thank him and say, this too shall pass. I'm just wondering if tonight I'm preaching to anyone with a made up mind that says that they're not going to deal with this season anymore and they need to have an understanding. Is there anybody that says I'm tired of this season I'm in? Is there anybody tired with the season that they're in? I'm come to remind you that God is preparing you for the shifting. God is preparing you for something that's bigger and something that's greater. Pick up your tents young people and get ready for a move. Pick up your tents because God has something greater for you it's time to step out Bartimaeus had a made up mind understand this before he even came to see Jesus wait a minute what does that mean David can we put up Mark 10 and verse 49 please after Jesus heard by Bartimaeus it said, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, and he calleth thee. But look at this next verse in verse 50. And he, speaking of Bartimaeus, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. What's the importance of that, David? As a beggar, this is all I got, so this is what we're going to use. As a beggar, Bartimaeus would have to wear something that people could realize when they see him. He is a beggar. Maybe his clothes were ratted, dingy, had holes in them. They were rough. But the garment he was wearing was that of a beggar. So what's the importance of this? Because whenever he was coming to Jesus... He took that garment that he was wearing and threw it down. What that signifies is, is that Bartimaeus was saying, if Jesus doesn't heal me of my blindness, I'm still not going back to being a beggar. If he doesn't deliver me out of this, I've got a made up mind. I'm not going back to that highway. It doesn't matter if he heals me or if he doesn't. I have a made up mind that this season is over. Some of you may be wearing the garment of abuse tonight, of addiction, of pain, of anger, whatever it is that you've been carrying with you. Look to Bartimaeus. Before Jesus would ever heal him, Bartimaeus casted off his garment of being a beggar. Bartimaeus had a made up mind that even if I don't get healed, even if I'm going to be blind for the rest of my life, I will not be a beggar anymore. Does anybody have a made up mind tonight? Even if God doesn't make a way, I'm still not going to be in this same season anymore. I'm still going to move. I wish somebody would clap their hands right now and declare it. I wish somebody would shout that up. Shout it out. I'm not going to stay in this season anymore. Hallelujah. 
One thing that I heard that I found very interesting is that at the very end of Mark chapter 10, verse 52, sorry, verse 52, when Jesus said, go thy way, thy faith that made thee whole, and immediately he was received his sight, it says that Bartimaeus followed Jesus in the way. Everybody say he followed him. So we see that at the end of chapter 10, it's the healing of blind Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus casted down his garment, amen, got his sight and followed Jesus. Chapter 11 begins. How many know when the Bible was written, it wasn't in chapters and verses, it was in continuation. So in the continuation of the story, we see Jesus coming out of Jericho, which is where Bartimaeus was, and going to Jerusalem. How many know what's about to happen? When Jesus enters Jerusalem, this is where we receive the Palm Sunday. This is when Jehovah is here. There's something very interesting that stood out to me in my study for this sermon. Mark 11 brings us into the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. But look at what they did when Jesus stepped in. Mark chapter 11, verses 6 through 9. I'm going to read over it, and then I'm going to come back to it. All right? Is that okay? And they said unto them, even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him, and many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way, and that they went before, and that they followed, cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Can you imagine this scene of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem? This is it. The whole world now knows Jehovah is here. But verse number seven says that they cast, can you put verse number seven, please? I'm sorry, you're doing a great job, Maria, but I paid you 20 bucks, so you deserve it. <laughs> and they brought the cult to Jesus, and they cast their, their garments, and he sat upon them. And the next verse says, and they spread their garments. Some of you might be getting where I'm going. So what we can understand, Bartimaeus followed Jesus after he was healed. And the word garment, when Bartimaeus laid down his garment, and the word garment in this verse, in the Greek, is the very same. That's pretty self-explanatory. Garment's a garment. But if you will... When Bartimaeus was healed and his garment was on the ground, some historians believe, and I'm going to say it just for the reference of this message. If I'm wrong, Bishop can correct me later. Bartimaeus would have then picked up that garment again. And we continue to chapter 11. When Jesus steps on the scene, Bartimaeus would have been one of the ones to lay the garment down so that Jesus could walk over it. What the Lord would have you know tonight, that what it is that you're struggling with in this season, 
you are going to throw down and the God Almighty has the power to walk all over it. Somebody's hearing me. Maybe I can get an amen, but I'm feeling my help in the Holy Ghost. The fear that you're struggling with now in this season, you are going to take off and God is going to walk over it in the next. The depression that you're dealing with right now in this season, God is going to walk. He's going to walk over it in the next. The addiction that you're dealing with in this season, God's going to walk over it in the next. Mm. You will lay it down at the feet of the Savior and he will walk right over it. For I've read in my Bible, Scripture tells us that he has all power. That he is almighty. He is omnipotent, omnipresent. He is all-knowing. He is infinite. He is self-sufficient. He is faithful. He is good. He is reliable. He is my deliverer. He is my redeemer. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But forevermore, he is faithful. Has he been faithful to you as he brought you out of past seasons then you can know he's gonna bring you out of this season somebody say he brought me out oh come on somebody say it like he's actually brought you out he brought me out somebody worship him right now with lifted hands and voices if he brought you out let him be thankful for it come on lift your voices right now in this place It doesn't matter what state you're in. It doesn't matter where you are. Barnabas was at the right place for his miracle. But what about those that feel as though they are in the wrong place? Anybody ever feel like you've just been in the wrong place in life? My goodness, I can tell you, I have felt before where I'm just like, my Lord, I feel like I'm out of your will. Everything is going wrong. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. And then some, you know, I've lost everything and the kitchen sink. What about those that feel as though you are in the wrong place? That is the season where you feel like you're a million miles away from God. You come to church and you don't feel his presence. You come to church and you don't feel the moving. You see people being slain in the spirit. You see people speaking in tongues, yet you don't feel anything in your heart. You're just at the wrong place right now. The Bible says that when the angel went looking for Gideon in the book of Judges, where did the angel find him? Gideon was in the wine press, amen? But what was he doing in the wine press? He's threshing wheat. Wait a minute. Something doesn't add up right. He was in the wine press threshing wheat. How many know you don't thresh wheat in a wine press? You press wine and grapes to get wine. You thresh wheat on a threshing floor. So what we can see is that Gideon wasn't at the right place for what he was doing. Now, I'm not the smartest person, but I could tell you, he was still in the wrong place. Gideon wasn't where he was supposed to be, yet God sought him and brought him out of his situation. 
Gideon thought he was the lowest of the low. Has anyone ever felt like that before? He thought he was at the very end. He said, God, my tribe is the lowest and my family is the lowest of the tribe and I'm the lowest of the family. But God said, I'm not calling you Gideon the lowest. In fact, God referred to him as a mighty man of valor. What, what we see here is that God did not refer to Gideon in his present state. But in fact, God referred to Gideon in his next season. He said, I understand you're not where you're supposed to be yet. But there is coming a moment where you're going to step out of this season and you're going to step in. And Gideon became a mighty man of valor. He was no longer the man who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He became a man who God intended him to be. The Lord wants you to know that no matter the season that you're in, no matter where you are, no matter how beaten, no matter how lost, no, how, no matter how afflicted, no matter how tormented you've been, God is about to shift some seasons in this place. If you believe it, throw your hands in the air and declare it right now. God, I'm ready for the shifting moment. Real quick, I'm going to get to my next point, and then we're going to have a prayer meeting, and we're going to let God shift some seasons. So what does this mean? What does this whole idea of shifting mean? How, how do I get to this place of shifting out of this season? I want us to look at the story of Moses in Exodus chapter 14 when we started this sermon out. Exodus chapter 14, we see the Israelites who have recently been freed from Egypt, and now they stand in midst of the Red Sea. Everybody say, step out. Step out. One more time, say, step out. step out. One last time, I want you guys to say it like you believe it. Step out. All right. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 14 the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. God said to Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel. And what? Go forward. Woo. God, we are here in front of the Red Sea, and you're telling me to go forward? Well, I guess there's no other way, because behind us is a Pharaoh who's ready to kill all of us. But he said, Go forward. And verse 22, children went on in the midst of the sea upon dry ground, and the waters were a wall on their right hand and on their left. Somebody say, he made a way. He made a way. Moses knew what God could do. He, he had the conversation with the burning bush in the middle of the desert. Moses would witness the affliction that God put on Egypt. He would be a catalyst to the freeing of a whole nation. But now they're on a whole new level of a situation. Now there is a Red Sea in my way. But because Moses was willing to step out, they took a step of faith. Understand, when Moses held out his rod and stuck it in the Red Sea, and the waters would begin to part. He took, could you imagine Moses taking that first step out? And the Bible says that he stood on dry ground. Now me in my own, I guess, little redneck way of thinking is that that ground had been soaked by water for a very long time. Wouldn't that be mud? 
But the Bible doesn't say that. Not only did God part the waters, but he made it to where the ground was dry. The very ground that would have been soaked up by the sea was dry so that the Israelites could walk on. It's not just one miracle. It's a miracle after 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 a miracle. Some of us could witness all these miracles and still say to Moses, you brought us to this wilderness to die. But God is not calling you to be complacent. He's not calling us to be comfortable. This life was never meant to be comfortable. He's called us to take a step of faith and obedience and watch the miracle come again. So we took a step of faith. However, that's the Old Testament. Well, David, that's just Old Testament talk. Seas don't part anymore. Well, I'm going to give you another scripture. We're going to jump over to Matthew chapter 14. I think it's kind of interesting that we started in Exodus 14. We're going to Matthew 14. Maybe that's a little tie-in. I don't know. God is the one that knows. I don't. Matthew 14. This is whenever the disciples and and, and Jesus, they just fed all the 5,000. All right? So then they step into chapter 14, and we see that Jesus tells them, okay, go into a boat, and I'm going to meet you on the other side of the sea. Okay, Jesus, we're going to get in this boat. They get in this boat, and then there's a storm. Everybody say a storm. How many know it's seasons, and it's storms, and it's mountains, and it's chains? Man, we got metaphors for everything, amen? So the disciples are in this boat, and they get into this storm. And Jesus, who said, I'll meet you on the other side, which meant Jesus would have had to walk around, yet Jesus is on his way to them. As Okay. Jesus, who should have had to go around, would have taken longer than a straight cut. Jesus is now on his way to the disciples in the middle of a storm. He's walking on the water now. If you have time, I highly suggest the message by Pastor Zach Hammond in Maryville. He talks about there's bread in the boat. I can't preach that message. I ain't got time to preach it. But what he's referencing is, is that the, the, the disciples just came out of the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And there was so much food that Jesus said, take the food with you. So there would have been food from the previous miracle in the boat with them. So they could have seen that in the midst of the storm, there was the past miracle that Jesus just did so they could understand that in the middle of the storm he could provide another miracle so Jesus is walking out on the water and they're scared and they're afraid and they say that it's a spirit it's a ghost and so now look at what Peter says Uh, I'm sorry, we're going to talk about Jesus. What Jesus said in verse 27, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him, said, Lord, if it be thou, if it really is you, God, tell me to come out on the water. Boy, Peter was brave. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Peter did something that no one else in the boat was willing to do. He was willing to use his faith and not just talk about it. Some of us like to say we have faith in God, but when it comes to the moments to show our faith in God, we don't want to do it. When it comes to the place that says, God, I don't have money for food, but I'm still going to give to missions. I don't have money for this bill, but I'm believing in my tithes and offering that 
God will make a way. We need to have an understanding and an idea that we need to start putting our faith where our mouth is. You see, Peter grew up and worked on the sea his entire life. He knew the dangers of the storm. He knew the dangers of stepping out of the boat, but yet he understood, if I take that first step, Jesus is going to make a way. If I take that just like Moses did in the book of Exodus. If he'll take that first step of faith, God will make a way. Somebody lift up your voices one more time in the house tonight. If you are truly ready for a supernatural change, much like Peter, you won't wait until it's safe to do it. I said this life is not meant to be comfortable. In fact, Jesus would like us on the verge where we burnt our bridge to comfortable. You won't wait until it's too late to do so. You won't wait until the storm is over. If you're truly ready for your season to change, you will do things out of the ordinary because God can do the miraculous in the middle of the storm. You want miracles in your life? Then step out. You want storms calmed? Then step out. You want victory in your family, in your marriage, in your finances, and in everything else? Then step out. You want miracle signs? and wonders then step out you want to start walking in dominion then step out in fact I believe it within myself pastor has been preaching on dominion and preaching on authority how many know we need that in our life how many believe that you have dominion Mm, I really didn't really sound like you guys knew that you had dominion how many know that we have dominion in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ In fact, in the book of Genesis, when God is telling Adam and Eve to have dominion over the entire earth, how many know that was a decree to all mankind? It wasn't just to Adam and Eve. Before I go to my next thought, I would like us to stand. And in this place, I'm I'm closing. But I want us to one more time lift our hands and just shout unto God and just declare that this season is over. This season is changing. This season that I am in is no longer who I am. God, I'm about to step. Take me where it scares me, God. Take me where the angels fear to tread. If you truly want to walk in dominion and authority, then you need to do it by God. For if we are not walking in dominion, then by the the word of God, by the book of Genesis, if you are not walking in dominion, you are walking in rebellion because God wants you to live in dominion and he wants you to step out in authority. And how many know that the Bible says that rebellion is the sin of witchcraft? So if you don't walk in dominion, then you are practicing witchcraft. That's what the word says. So if you're ready to have dominion in your life, if you're ready to step out, I wonder if you would just physically step out right now. Physically step out and into this altar. I know that most of us in this room, even me, aren't satisfied with where we are at in our relationship with God. We hear all these amazing stories that God is doing all around the world. We hear about the revival in Africa. We hear about what God is doing in Poland. 
Yet here in Medora, we struggle to get up every day because of the sheer weight of this season that I'm in. We still got the beggar's garment on. We are in a place and a season that feels like it's never ending and this weight will never get off of our shoulders. And to those that feel that way this evening, God is about to change your situation. God is about to shift some storms out of your life. If you are willing to step out, I know it can be scary, but Peter must have been afraid to step out of the water, yet he did. And Jesus calmed the storm. Somebody step out by faith right now. Say, God, take me out of my comfort zone. And when God begins to shift in this house, it's going to feel like a wind just blowing through this place. And he's going to take us from one season to the next. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on. He won't change your situation until you're willing and you're ready. I can't walk on water until I take my step out of the boat. Somebody step out in this place tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody step out right now. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.